Hello and welcome to the Wadfam Chalkbot. I'm Dylan Weaver. And I'm Andrew Sabo. And we are here this week to talk about episode 369. It's a wrap! It is, in fact, a wrap on this album and 69 Nice. It is also a wrap on the year 1996 and a wrap on the book Adventures in Odyssey, The Complete Guide. Really? Yeah. They have, so this was like, hey, we once again are taking a, a break. Mm-hmm. We have finally settled on, we are keeping wit around. Now we got to figure out what that means for the future. Yeah, what do we do with them? So so they wind up taking a break. They air a Christmas two-parter that's like weird um, called Christmas Around the World Part 1 and 2. It was never released on like a proper album because it was released before the album on a cassette tape. It is like a bunch of songs to sing along to. And oh. somehow that's an Odyssey episode. Um, is it like just Christmas carols in other languages, assumably? Uh, yes, I. that is my understanding. Um, and so it includes Hal Smith. It was originally released in 94 and gets like put out here. Interesting. And then the next episode after that is the one that we'll be covering next week. And it is, it, that one episode doesn't air until September. Wow. So they take a nine month gap. Yeah, that to is. To really like figure stuff out. Um, so hard resetting mid season, basically. <laughs> so, right. It feels like it's the weird thing where it's like, I feel like for the past, I don't know, 10 episodes we've talked about, I've been like, this one's like when the show is not sure where it's going mm-hmm. and we're still, in we're that. still there. Yeah. No, <laughs> even in, and I think that's probably why I feel the way about this episode that I do. Just because it feels so bland <laughs> and like, uh, oh, yes, we're going to firmly establish Wit is back in the area and being an Odyssey and it is nothing really special. And yep. That's it. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So this this is an episode um, written by Paul McCusker, uh, directed by Phil Waller. Um, mm. It uh, it it aired uh, December 7th of 1996. Um, no one super of note. Cast wise, we've got Ryan Devon playing Glenn Adams, which is a character who we've never talked about before. He's in five episodes. This is his last one. Uh, this is also Lucy's last episode and Sam Johnson's last episode. Wow. Um, I was Lucy say- does then come back in album 50. Yeah, yeah. But like, for all intents and purposes, it's Lucy's last album or last episode. And it's it's a wrap. I guess so. It, it, you know. Yeah, this episode, like, and I do, I do, I did clock them bringing back Lucy Cunningham Schultz as, like, kind of a conscious choice just because of how old she would be at this particular juncture in the show. Like, she's one of the early people that interacted a bunch with the Barclays. Like, I'd imagine, you know, when it comes to kids' radio and everything that she's operating in in this episode, like, she's got to be at the end of middle school, you know, if not in high school at this point. Yeah, yeah, perhaps it is unclear because she's still obviously younger than Connie. Um, <laughs> yeah. Who hasn't graduated. The other thing that's weird about this episode um, that I'm just going to set up and then we'll roll the promo and get into it. But this episode um, was recorded unconventionally. Could oh. you tell, Andrew? Yes and no. I feel like 
that might be part of the reason that I don't like this episode. Um, Spoiler. Was the, yeah, just the performances felt kind of flat. Were they, like, recorded remotely and spliced together, essentially? Or were they recorded across, like, two different studios and spliced together? No, it's actually the opposite. Oh? They did this recording with people, like, in the room walking on and off mic. Hmm. And, like, had intentional mistakes and mic jostling and whatever to simulate the documentary-style thing. Oh, interesting. Yeah, and so, like, where you get that depth of, like, people yelling off mic is actually people yelling Yelling off mic. You have, like, Dave Arnold, who's, like, producing this episode or whatever, like, yelling from... The other side of the wall, basically, Correct. being like, stop talking about my breakfast. <laughs> yes. Yep. That's so interesting. I mean, I guess it makes sense. I know that there's, I, I did clock some of the um, the mic sounds and like the, the camera noises that, you know, there's no camera, but. Right. So with that, um, that out of the way, I think it's, I think it's promo time. And promo time. we can get into thoughts. Documentary. Docudrama. Doc, you gotta listen to the next Adventure in Odyssey. Lucy Glenn and the Kids Radio team propel journalism to new heights as they capture a day in the life of Wit's End. Nothing is according to script, especially their update on the return of Wit to Odyssey. Next time on Adventures in Odyssey. Wow. <laughs> I mean, you know, it's a bop. That's fantastic. Doc, you gotta see this. <laughs> Are you kidding me? Mm-hmm. That's mm-hmm. perfect. <laughs> Documentary, uh, docudrama. The, uh, the the episode begins mm-hmm. with, with Lucy. A wonderful voice that we haven't heard in far too long. And my note is just Lucy. Yeah. With an exclamation <laughs> point at the end. And that is the only positive note I have about this episode. <laughs> oh, thank goodness. It I'm is not alone. Yeah, it's Lucy's first appearance since the Blackard stuff. Yeah. Um, which was 30 episodes ago. So like, yeah, it's been it's been a little bit. Yeah. Um, but she's still like part of the show at this point. Like mm-hmm. it's not like they're bringing her back from the dead. Um, but but yeah, what a bad episode. <laughs> yeah, it's just, I mean, like. Here, here's the thing. On this album in particular, we have been high on Phil Lawler episodes and low on Paul McCusker episodes, and it is weird. This is a bad McCusker episode. It was so bad, I thought it was Phil Lawler. Like, like honestly, even, what he said. Even, even stuff that I am more annoyed with as a show, I like better than this. Which mm-hmm. is like, we've we've given McCusker crap for Modesty is the best policy. But yeah. you know oh, what? Yeah. I would rather listen to that than this. Yeah. I listened to this episode twice, and both times I was upset. No, it's just not good. <laughs> there's yeah. just no... There's no real movement to it. There's no real development. And, like, the points that it tries to hit on, it doesn't really hit well or land. And it feels like it should be a fun concept. I think the idea of, like, a documentary about Wit's return to Odyssey is a fun concept. Yeah. 
the 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 thing makes two big missteps, which is one, it throws that premise out the window immediately, mm-hmm. and two, it puts some kid named Glenn at the center rather than Lucy. Yeah, like what? What was this decision? And why is yeah? Why is Glenn here? Just ruining it all. Who wants Glenn? Nobody. nobody. Like I am so sorry. Glenn and voice actor who I'm sure are fine but like you have you lead with Lucy and then you continue to sideline her the rest of the show Mm -hmm. and it's not as though you are setting up Glenn to be like somebody like this is his last episode yeah he's not it's not like we are passing the baton well, or that they're even doing anything with Glenn, because Glenn doesn't change or grow at all. No, everyone's just annoyed at Glenn. Yeah, he's bad at his job. Yeah, and so yeah, we we start out at at Hal's Diner, mm-hmm. a a diner named after Hal Smith. Oh, um, that's right. yeah. Uh, that's this is this is its first appearance in the show, um, and they yeah they named it for him because uh, Hal Smith was very fond of diners. I love that and. I wonder if cholesterol related to his demise. <laughs> wow. Cool joke, Andrew. <laughs> hey, I just, it's on brand for the episode. Because <laughs> Glenn goes in and tears wit a new one for eating uh, bacon and eggs or and toast for breakfast. Uh, talking about getting trigonosis and, and all kinds of bad juju from undercooked meat and... It's where you get it is Dave Arnold. Uh, who's, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. D- Dave Arnold is is the is the owner, and then you do have is is Hal himself, yeah. and then you have uh, you have Phil Lawler as the customer, uh, just yelling from a, the other side of the wall, being like, "Hey, watch it." Yeah, yep. I, I mean, look, Dave Arnold as as Hal is a great performance. Yeah, in this it, was, episode. it was really funny, and the fact that. They, like you said, they did the practical effect of having him actually shout through a wall. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> makes it all the better. Yeah, like, it's good, and it it makes me it makes me sad that we don't get Hal in more episodes. You know, yeah, he's so well established. He appears in one other episode, and he's not voiced by Dave Arnold when he does. <sighs> Is he in the Green Ring Conspiracy at all? No, but he's in an episode from around that time. Okay, okay. He's an episode called The Amazing Loser. Hmm. Which is Green Ring era, okay. but not Green Ring. I, was gonna say, um, I don't remember the name, but I feel like I've heard him speak. Yeah, um, but yeah, so they're right. They're establishing that Wit goes to Hal's Diner two or three days a week, which mm-hmm. is very like old person core. Yeah. Oh, a hundred percent. And I aspire to it. Like honestly, that sounds yeah. delightful, dude. When I was growing up, and there was like the couple of old guys who always hung out at the cafe, mm-hmm. I'm like, oh. Yeah, man. That's, that's the life right there. No, I, I mean, yeah, working at the coffee shop that I worked at for years, there's like the same 20, 25 old dudes that were retired that would, you know, get their newspaper, get their regular order and just sit there for hours and, you know, shoot the breeze with people in town. I'm like, man, not a care in the world. <laughs> I yeah. mean, clearly they're upset about something because they're yelling, but like... <laughs> You know, just just being able to live life with that kind of leisure, I do. I, yeah. Uh, what is it? It's it's not idolify. What is what's to make an idol out of something? Idolize. Idolize. Thank you. <laughs> idolify. <laughs> Thank you. 
<laughs> a word so far off that I couldn't figure out what it meant. Uh, idolize, thank you. Mm-hmm. I do idolize just being an old person and eating out breakfast. Yeah. Yep. And so, yeah, we we then... Yeah, oh, he's got he, his diner. Or I'm sorry, he's got his diner. He's got his Bible there, right? But oh yeah, but we also have Glenn being terrible at his job and just like making fun of the food mm-hmm. and being like, "Wait, you shouldn't be eating eggs and toast and coffee." Yeah, I think it's bacon. So Wit doesn't say bacon. Glenn does. Oh, but yeah. So if there's just eggs, toast, and coffee, which is even if there's bacon, like yeah. let the man have his breakfast. That is not a crazy breakfast. No, it's not un- particularly unhealthy either. Yeah. yeah, presuming he's not eating like six strips of bacon and like yeah. four eggs. Right, and so Wits Wits reading his Bible and or he has his Bible there, and Glenn asks him about it, and mm-hmm. Wits says, you know, he's reading John nine, and like starts to try and talk about that, and then Glenn just like side rails it by trying side rails. Mm. Not derails or sidelines, but side rails. Side rails. Um, <laughs> My it, favorite part of bowling. <laughs> he just he just kind of wrecks it by being like, "Hey, you know, I can't believe they allow you to have a Bible here." And Lucy's got like off screen yelling, "Like that's not the point of the story, Glenn." Yeah, Glenn is just bad at his job, and every time Wit starts to say something I care about, mm-hmm. Glenn interrupts, mm-hmm. and he's not funny. Mm-mm. He's just annoying. Yes, and. That is so much of the, the problem episode. of this episode, <laughs> because, right, we cut back to Wit's End then, and we've got Wit, and he's talking about how, like, Connie and Eugene have grown, mm-hmm. and... And, so, like, that's good. Like, yep. I like that part. <laughs> I do, too. And he talks with Connie about how she's grown, and with Eugene, and the whole, like, thing about, like, oh, yeah, Eugene used to always feel like he had to get the last word in, and then we mm-hmm. cut to Eugene, like, having to get the last word in. Yeah. And like, all right, that's kind of a fun bit. Like, this yeah. this, this episode has some moments. Mm-hmm. Maybe. Maybe. I mean, that they're loose, and, and, but, like, what you said, as far as, it feels like this episode was trying to be so funny with so many jokes all the time, and really only, like, one out of six of them land. If that. If like, that. The like, the problem with this episode, right, is that it is a comedy episode that is wholly unfunny. Yeah. Because it doesn't make any sense. And we're coming off of, like, a bunch of, like, good, heartfelt, like, build-out-the-story episodes. Well, and this is them bringing the kids into the situation because, you know, Wit coming back has all been viewed through the lens of adults up Correct. until this point. Correct. There has not been a kid in sight for a long time. Exactly. And so we just get, like, this terrible traveling circus of an episode that, you know, doesn't really even highlight the kids whose relationship right. with Wit we want to see And I think I'm about. so annoyed about it because it's a good premise. Yeah. With good like, cast. Like, you've got you've got a killer cast. You've got, like, good kids. The idea of, like, the kids do a documentary about Wit coming back to Odyssey feels like a good idea. However, it feels like they sat down and, the, like, McCusker sat down and went, okay, I've got no ideas on what Wit could possibly talk about. Let's just be funny instead. Yeah, exactly. And it just, it does not work. We don't um, actually care about our main character, no, Wit. Let's no, just sidetrack good. irrelevant jokes from you know, half-beat characters. Side track or side rail, you know, I've heard it both ways. (laughs) Um, And so, 
Yeah, then then we get them talking to Sam. Sam's going to go talk to Wit for advice because mm-hmm. he found a wallet. Yep. And Glenn just sucks again in this. Mm-hmm. I, I I feel bad being so harsh on a child, but like, no. come on, Glenn. He, he's not trying. It doesn't seem. <laughs> so yeah, it's just like uh, yeah, Glenn Glenn's annoying. Um, Sam has found this wallet. There's 300 bucks in it. He mm-hmm. doesn't know what to do with it. He and he feels bad because he didn't turn it in earlier. Then Harlow shows up and we have one of the other jokes that lands for me in this episode, which is Connie just saying, look, before this gets confusing. Yeah. <laughs> and then trailing off because here's the other thing. This is a Harlow episode more than it's a wit episode. And it's all bad. It's this is the worst Harlow episode. No. Yeah. It's it, it it's the same beat of Harlow over and over again. Yes. It's like. Oh, I yep. don't know what I'm doing. Oh, I don't know right. what I'm doing. Let yep. me ignore these children so I can not know what I'm doing. Yes. Yeah, and it like it turns out, right, I very quickly quickly was like, oh, this is going to be Harlow's wallet. And it yeah. for sure is. And there's yeah. this whole convoluted thing where he sold a lunchbox to buy, to put money in the wallet, but then he doesn't think the money is his. He thinks the lunchbox was stolen. Mm-hmm. And he thinks that like the wallet's someone else. And he has no identification in the wallet so that it can can't be tied to him because he's a private eye right it's just oh it's so exhausting like will ryan's giving a good performance but i do not care no yeah and and it's the the worst part about this episode is that it is will ryan really trying to do his best with absolutely nothing and which just kind of gets shelved at this point Mm because we gotta we gotta have harlow antics and then we have like you know Sam, yeah, I guess Sam has the conversation with Whip where he's like, you know, I feel guilty because I wanted to buy a bowling ball with mm-hmm. this money, but then I decided to turn it in. And it's like, well, you know, it's not like a sin to like be tempted. Yeah. Like you ultimately like resisted the temptation. So yeah. like good work. Yeah. Um, which is a sentiment I approve of and like appreciate. No, certainly. Well, and, like, especially as a kid, like, when you are experiencing temptations like that for the first time and you feel, like, a really strong internal compulsion to do something that you know is wrong, like, that can be really scary and strange. So, like, yeah, the fact that Wit's there to talk to them about it is nice, and I do appreciate that. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then, yeah, well, the, the, here, here's another part. This is the other thing that's going on at this point in the episode, which is... Uh, another reason where I'm just like, man, even the stuff they're going for just doesn't work for me. I, dude, I hate knives so much in like the knife going into a person and cutting a person thing just really like is really unsettling for me. And I get like gross tingles and I'm just Mm -hmm. like not a fan. The sound of stabbing. No, uh, stabbing's not as bad. Slicing. I don't like the idea of like slicing skin. Yeah. Really like just wigs me out. Okay, that's fair. In a yeah, did in you a, need a lot of stitches as a child? No, did you ever? Okay, no, I I never did. Oh, then maybe that's. I am it. a stitchless man. Yeah, yeah. Punctures don't bother me nearly as much as like a, a, a slice. slice. That's fair. Like just like a yeah. If it's peeling away, I don't mind. I don't. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> yep. No, like freaking Adam Driver and Marriage Story stuff. Like I just not not for me. No. Oh my god. Um. And so, yeah, it just, Connie cuts herself not once, but twice while slicing bananas because Mm -hmm. Harlow, like, startles her. Yeah. 
and it's yeah the I, first time is a joke and then the second time is a joke because she's reenacting the first joke and it's yes. it's just so i was sitting there right as soon as she started as soon as lucy's like can you demonstrate how you cut yourself before i was just like oh no she's gonna cut herself again and i was just sitting yeah. in anticipation and horror and yeah then harlow comes in and oh ow i did it again blah, 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 yep I'm like, yes. oh my gosh yep just freaking put me under already yeah and it's it, you know like you said it's there's good stuff in this episode it just it feels like it's all thrown out for the sake of jokes that don't land and it's it's diluted like all of the stuff that wit talks about you know connie and eugene growing is like really important and cool and a cool way to end the album and it's a great way to you know kind of set up what they're doing now and i wish that that was more of the focal piece was you know talking about how con you know how wit's end has grown and changed without yep. wit and how wit has grown and changed without wit's end yep and this is you know instead what we get is like oh yeah the kids are back in town and they don't really even care about wit either like yeah yeah it's it is such a just nothing episode um and it yeah it ends on this note of like you know ah you know where lucy asks wait you know what do you think tomorrow will be like Mm -hmm. he says i suppose it will be a typical day in odyssey and she says what do you mean by a typical day he says anything can happen that's what i like about this place and it's like a nice note to end on yeah yeah and like the and the and chris's outro is like pretty sentimental Mm -hmm. but like the rest of the episode just doesn't care about that it's and i do no it's it's yeah it's really frustrating and like we even get the moment where glenn's like trying to um figure out how wit does how he gives advice and he's like asking for the formula but it's like oh i don't have a formula i just blah 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 blah, yes. blah. you know and like that's a sweet moment for wit where he's like actually being very real and down mm-hmm. to earth and like you know it i understand that they're playing it for laughs and it's you know it's to be a setup but it really shouldn't be because like what we're what it's supposed to be doing is highlighting the value that wit brings and like we don't really get to hear that side of wit like we don't get to talk to wit about his advice giving process with kids like and that's like one of the things that we always give him crap for is talking about stuff he doesn't know anything about or talking to kids he can't relate to and yeah there's a lot of potential in this episode that just goes untouched yeah and well and it's it's frustrating because like they glance it yeah kind of look at it and they're like nah yeah but the kids are too too are not interested in that stuff yeah um there is a moment towards the end where wit is very exhausted by harlow Mm -hmm. and that brought me some joy that's fair it's nice to not feel alone in some things but yeah yeah no i um yeah connie has to get oh connie has to get stitches in the emergency room glenn goes with her for that that's great he faints passes out yes Yes, we can't get out of this after teasing girls after like saying like oh girls are so prone to fainting and then he faints and they have to get smelling salts and it's yeah yeah it's a bad joke and it's just bad in general like yeah, as soon as he brought it up, I was like, okay, yep, he's going to pass out. And then, yeah, the the acting isn't particularly fantastic. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> deep sigh. I feel it's... so bad for Wit and for Lucy. She deserves so much better. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. It's such a bummer to end this 
the what has been a really good album mm-hmm. and a bunch of episodes we've really cared about yeah to just be like well and then there's this one yeah and yeah i was like when i was plotting this out and i was kind of like looking over these episodes i was like you know like just glancing through the description mm-hmm. of like it the 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 summary of this episode from the complete guide is like lucy and the kids and the kids radio team take an in-depth look at wit's end and the return of john avery whitaker and i was like oh that's a perfect episode yeah. to include in this whole arc mm-hmm. and then i listened to it and was like well now i want to talk about it but not for good reason yeah, yeah. this is the perfect episode to absolutely tear apart inside this yeah. arc yeah <laughs> Yeah, it can't all be bangers. No, no, certainly. And, uh, yeah, we we had so many strong ones on this episode. It's it's unfortunate to end on a low note. Um, but, but, you know, yeah, there's there's more more to come. Certainly. Um, yeah. Andrew, anything else you feel like you got to get off your chest about this one? Any notes that you, I mean, I blew through my notes yeah, on I blew this episode. My, yeah, so. I mean, I. This is very i i did not take many notes because i was just so like well so i I, did not care yeah i listened to this episode i want to say three times so i listened to it once on accident not knowing that we were going to cover it and then i listened to it again and then just for fun and then i listened to it a third time like and took notes and i tried like every single time thinking that i was going to like it more and i think i liked it less yeah oh i for sure i i did not get anything out of it the first time but i yeah. thought like maybe i'm being too hard on it i wasn't giving it like my full attention yeah. i'll listen through it again and see what happens and then i yeah i like did it not yeah so i fell asleep during it the the first time that that i listened to it accidentally and then um, when i listened to it again i was like oh well maybe maybe i just wasn't paying attention enough to like it or whatever and yeah i listened to it again i'm like no no i actually understand when people say that like the joke machine nature of odyssey doesn't work for them all the time like this was one of the episodes that it became a very very apparent to me the kind of problems that like we had with like aloha oi and all of that where it's just like okay i liked aloha oi better yeah that's that's fair like aloha oi actually has jokes that land true true it also has don iowa (laughs) Thank you for using his Christian name, Andrew. No problem. <laughs> um, yeah, no, it, it is tough. I don't think I have anything to add other than I, I look forward to putting this in my in my memory. <laughs> yep. Then then, do you have anything to plug, Andrew? Oh, um, have we plugged Asteroid City yet? Yes. No. Like you, this is like the third, third time, time you've tried, tried to, to plug, plug it. As- <laughs> Uh, you da, da, da. you plugged it before we saw it. True. And then you plugged it again after we had seen it. And now, now I just I and just now twice so now. It's the it. only thing you think about. Hey, every day. This is a documentary episode, Andrew. Any documentaries you uh you're fond of? Oh, actually, yeah. Um, there's a new Netflix documentary called Quarterback out that's pretty good if you like sports honestly i feel like it's it's pretty compelling drama if you don't care about sports um like if you love somebody that likes it and wants to watch it like this is a i feel like this is a pretty good uh entry point for somebody who's like married to a football fan or whatever um because it's more about the people and yeah it's it's really well done i watched the first episode of it last night 
Uh, also, um, Arnold has another, he's got like a three part documentary that just came out on Netflix. That's like all about his life and his accomplishments. And I watched that as well. And that was interesting. Um, what about you, Dylan? You watch any documentaries? Well, I, I, I don't want to, I, I love, I love a documentary. Um, but I don't want to plug it here. You know what? I'm going to do two things. I'm going to one plug one. I don't know. There's so many good documentaries, but the one that like has had some of the longest staying power for me is they shall not grow old. Um, which is a Peter Jackson direct documentary about world war one. Oh, um, that is, oh. um, where he goes crazy in depth to restore world war one mm-hmm. footage to try and make it look contemporary and just paint a true day in the life picture of these yeah. soldiers, um, these children who yeah. were yeah. put into battle. Seventeen year olds. Um and it's really, really freaking good, and I think about it a lot. Um interesting. And so Is it on anything that you I there will be links in the description, okay. but um but yeah. Uh, but anyways, so I'll, I'll put that as my serious documentary recommend. The other recommendation, though, I would like to make is Documentary Now. Yeah. <laughs> if you want to hear a comedy documentary done right, Documentary That's Now all they do. is a show that I absolutely adore. Um, it was started by Seth Meyers and Fred Armisen and Bill Hader um, to do uber-specific parodies of documentaries um they have been doing there are four seasons at this point they're six or seven episodes a piece half hour episodes for the most part mm-hmm. it's a pretty light and breezy show it's so good you do not have to have seen the documentaries that they are riffing on to enjoy it mm-hmm. but if you have <laughs> it is that much more powerful the um None of the episodes connect, well, for the most part, connect to each other. There are occasional two-parters, but, like, that's it. I w- So I would highly recommend, if you're looking for a jumping-on point, um, Season 3, Episode 3, which is um, co-op, the original cast recording, um, is always the one that I pitch to people as, like, if you see this and vibe with any part of it, you are so in for the <laughs> show. It is fantastic. That is... Um, John Mulaney, comedian who I love, has um, written many an episode of Documentary Now as well. Mm-hmm. I just, I, I adore it. I think it's one of the great shows. Yeah. And, um, yeah, and it, if you're in the U.S., it is all on Netflix and has been for years years and years. Like, it feels like it really has a home there. Mm-hmm. Um, despite being an IFC show. Yeah, and not never being bought by Netflix or having any nope. real <laughs> official ties, but yeah, IFC loves it. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, that's my that's my recommendation um, for this episode. This is my plug, as, plug, as we say here on the pod. And with all that being said, we will be back next week for episode 372, For Whom the Wedding Bells Toll, part one. Bye, guys. Bye.